Hi, everybody. Welcome to Pedro Pascal, a Pedro Pascal podcast. I am your co-host, Rachel Leishman. I'm your other co-host, Katrina Dennis. We're here <laughs> with the first recap for The Mandalorian Season 3, The Apostate, which it took me a really long time to realize that was not apostrophe. Um, It's better than The Apostate. It is better than The Apostate. Uh, season 3, Episode 1, The Apostate, which brings us back into the action post Grogu and Din's reunion on a different show yes i don't hate it as much as many others do but it is funny i mean the the we'll talk about it but this episode is just like there's just a lot of moments that are like oh yeah that happened off off screen and they just like do it in a minute and it's over and then i don't have to worry about it again so i'm not mad i don't i don't hate that it uh all wrapped up on the book of but it is kind of funny that you're like yeah all that happened on the book of boba fett so if you didn't watch that, you're like, what the fuck happened between that and this? Um, but for everyone listening to this first, don't worry. Katrina's going to talk about <laughs> premiere. Yes. It's going to happen. Yes, I am. We're just going to do it after this. So when you see us wearing the same clothes, don't be weird about it. Yeah, we, 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 uh, we're just going to record these episodes back to back. And man, I should really upload some stuff in between recordings because there's a lot of stuff to upload. Yes, it's gonna get it's gonna get spoken about. Yes, um, yes. It but will. wait, patience, my children, patience. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, we are first going to talk about the season premiere of Mando. Gina, before we get in, what are your thoughts? What are your overall? Uh, uh, I'm glad that we're living through the. The Pedro Sanz. Um, I can't believe that now we like it's it's like a a a good and like an also like kind of stressful thing because it's like we get him twice a week now, which means they get us twice a week or more uh, on this week uh, in particular. So it's just uh, it's exciting. It's also just like whoa. Um, so I I don't know, but I was excited for this to come back. I. I love the Mandalorian. Like I, uh, I don't have the lack of media literacy, I guess, that it takes to only like one Star Wars show over another. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's like pizza and ice cream, and Mandalorian is like ice cream to me, and Andor is like pizza, and I like them both. Um, yeah, so I like it. It's good. I'm excited. I love Mando. Mando is. It was my favorite show, and then, you know, Star Wars shows just kept coming out, and they were all really good. It's mm-hmm. still, it is still, I think, my favorite, but I love Obi-Wan. I love, uh, I like Book of Boba Fett a lot. That was not the Book of Boba Fett, what I just said, but you guys know I meant the Book of Boba. <laughs> I was like, the Book of Boba Boba. I like both um, of those shows. Uh, Andor <laughs> is, like, top tier just show in general. Um, I just love Andor. I'm just excited to have Din back. That's my husband. That's my himbo husband. Um, I love him so much. Father. Um, I will say on this press tour, Katrina, I realized uh, there's another now image where it's me and you, sort of, because uh, me and you and McGregor, that's an, that's a Scottish. Uh-huh. Uh, and when he did the thing with Pedro Pascal, it was a Scottish and a Chilean. And now mm-hmm. uh, John Favreau and Pedro Pascal <laughs> were together. So it's an Italian. Oh, <laughs> yes. Because uh, John Favreau is technically half Italian. I was like, same guy. 
We got it. I think I'm a little less, but whatever. Yeah, I'm John Favreau, as always. I should have worn my John Favreau tank top for this. I'll pull it out for one of these episodes. And it's me, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> you're you're always Pedro Pascal. I'm always the white friend on the side. With <laughs> <laughs> the like, and this is this is my white friend Rachel. Speak, Rachel. Ally. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's uh, you know. It's it's an honor um, just to be Pedro Pascal. It is, uh, you know, perfect that I am John Favreau. You know, we can never forget my iconic running after John Favreau in <laughs> Anaheim, California, and taking still one of the best pictures I've ever taken in my life. That was a weekend of back to back straight bops of images. <laughs> oh yeah, crying over Harrison Ford, and then me and John Favreau just. Love I that. like that we both saw him in Anaheim because you saw him then and I saw him like right around this time last year I was at Disneyland and I saw him on my yes. birthday while I was leaving Batu and he was heading toward Batu and I was just walking around my merry way and my boyfriend was like that's John Favreau and I was like what where and there he was looking at Tom Sawyer's Island so he's, he's like I need ideas um and i love him so much uh john favreau if you're listening to this i love you um i i respect you and your relationship and your wife but i would marry you if you asked but i love you so much Uh, just come on the podcast yeah i just want to talk about the movie swingers not being swingers to be clear i want to talk about the movie swingers yes you don't have to marry rachel you do have to be a guest on the podcast that's yeah, you do off. need to be. You do need to be a guest on the podcast. Yeah, because you know that's what I deserve in this world, and you deserve in this world as Very two minimal, people. Really. Yeah, and yeah. it is Katrina's. Technically, this is the beginning. This is the first bread slice of Katrina's birthday. That's true. It's yeah, my birthday true. week, um, sort of. I mean, technically, my birthday is next week, but you know, it's the start of March, which is my birthday month. So it's my birthday for the next thirty days. 31? 30? I don't know. Okay, how many days are in March? 31. How many days in March? 31 <laughs> days. 31. Google calendars right there. <laughs> so okay, this is what you do. Starting at the time of this recording, it's my birthday, which means that, um, you know, I get to make birthday wishes. And my birthday wishes are that John and Pedro uh, come on the podcast and hang out. Yeah, you guys can just replace us if you want. Yeah, you can just take over. We'll just give you the podcast. And just like, we'll just go, hey. They'll just, there go. <laughs> These middle aged men will be like, my name is Rachel Leishman and my name is Katrina Dennis. I would, I would love if John Favreau was like, my name is Rachel Leishman. Um, still, one of my favorite things in this world is one of the very few people in a public space to ever say my name correctly was on a live stream uh, for some book. And Robert Downey Jr. said, and this question is from Rachel Leishman. And I was like, did he just say my last name correctly? I need to. Um, but I will say, like, really quickly before we get into this, they did this Snack Wars, which I love the Snack Wars. I think they're very funny. Um, I think Lad Bible does them, if I remember correctly. For those who don't know what it is, they get snacks from different countries and people have to try them. For uh, this, it was US versus Chile. And so it was really kind of fun to see Joe Pascal basically, like, yeah, I know all of these. As someone who kind of, he grew up, he was born in Chile. 
and then moved and lived in the U.S. So he's like, I have obviously tried all of these. I think like the first one was like a Reese's. And John Favreau mm-hmm. was like, have you tried this? And he was like, yes. <laughs> um, but it was like really fun because I was like, first of all, Chef is one of my favorite movies. I love the movie Chef. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be very fun watching John Favreau, who I know loves food and cooking, mm-hmm. do this, this very simple thing. And unfair, I forget what the U.S. snack even was, but it was like something versus an empanada. I was like, oh, it was a, it was a fucking quarter pounder versus an empanada. I was like, oh, there's no contest. That? I was like, quarter pounder. Uh, yeah, it was a quarter pounder versus an empanada. I was like, how are you going to put? anything up against an empanada as much as I love a bad McDonald's meal yeah I will there's so many like random empanada trucks around my apartment and it is I have to con- constantly be like I, I can't I need I need to keep my head down and walk I'm gonna come home with like 12 of them I just like put my head down and walk away but like yeah it was crazy anyway um the Mandalorian yeah so we're back Din's here Katrina I do have a question for you for this first moment yeah. Did you think it was a flashback and that was baby Din? No, because that child. <laughs> Can I say this publicly? <laughs> the child white was white. Child. Um, it's a white child, yeah. <laughs> I think that like the only thing I felt was like for two seconds, I was like, I hope they didn't cast like some new white kid as baby Din, because that's weird. Because they already have a baby Din and yeah. they could have just brought him back because it's been two years. He would have aged correctly but i think that was like you know an intentional fake out where it's like oh it's a a flashback but i think it's also interesting in that scene how quickly the armorer and packs were able to just like gather people up within whatever time span john favreau says um has happened two years i think listen we just went through this whole thing at work because no one knew that there was a time jump not really but like no one knew that there was a I, you know, we've been Star Wars fans all our lives, and they've been like, oh, yeah, there are like, there's a year between A New Hope and Empire. There's three years between A New Hope and Empire. And the dial just slides based on like what storytelling is. So I, uh, I don't like time in Star Wars doesn't really matter to me. Like, it means nothing. Um, yeah. They, they could come out tomorrow and be like, actually, Return of the Jedi came out, was supposed to be 10 years post. Empire Strikes Back, and everyone would be like, "Yes, that's canon," and I'd be like, "Why? Okay, no. I guess I'm not changing everything I've ever written." Yeah, there have, new yeah, but even if that were like the time, like it seems like a long time for Mando and Grogu, but at the same time, that's an extremely short amount of time to build up your new cult and have children in it. Like, like the armor must have hauled up and started traveling to like gather all these folks um together to be part of the cult because they all look all their armor looks pretty new um Mm -hmm. all of her folks were wiped out uh very very brutally um like last season um so yeah it's a it's an interesting um opening scene but uh yeah yeah, and then fucking Lake Placid happens. Right? That freaking <laughs> Jurassic Park dinosaur just like, or Jurassic World dinosaur just like comes out of nowhere. Yeah, the Megalodon. Yeah. The Megalodon appeared. <laughs> it's so funny because like I expect The Last of Us to be like the jump scare show. I haven't been jump scared at all in that show. And I got jump scared, I think like 
like at least once yeah once in this episode and once in the second episode which we'll review next week folks um yes yes. spoiler not spoiler i guess this is a a note katrina and i have both watched the second episode but this is just for the first i watched it for my screeners katrina has watched it because she went to the premiere so this is just hello us two only talking about the first episode but but that definitely it like came out of nowhere i was like oh Oh my goodness, like, <laughs> it was a, a little bit of a jump. Yeah, just uh, nutty. Um, I, I loved when little, my my space alligator spun around like an alligator. Um, I think I was so tired because I woke up at like seven to watch it because I yelled meth gator. <laughs> you know, the movie. <laughs> I was like, meth gator. Um, Cocaine bear's yeah. greatest enemy. Meth yeah, cocaine's bear. Greatest enemy, this this giant alligator in space on the Mandalorian. Um, I love when when she went spin 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 because they were trying to stop her. I have some questions. Like, why is this gator thinking? Yeah, I'm gonna eat some of these people. You're huge. <laughs> that is the tiniest little appetizer. You, you you're not gonna get full. It's what we call a snack attack. Yeah. Also, so is John Favreau not voicing Paz anymore? I don't know. I don't think, like, the lines were so short. I can't say for sure that, like, he's not voicing Paz, but he has credited someone else as Paz Vizsla. So it may just be the the person in the suit. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. I can't see. On StarWars.com, it says for an all-new character, so I'm assuming this was from the book of Boba Fett, who uh, the same actor is credited for playing him in both, but John Favreau did the voice. But then I don't think, if I remember correctly, in the credits, John Favreau's not listed. I don't know if they um, changed that or what. But mm-hmm. I was like, that's, I was like, is that the same one? It was crazy. But yeah, the armor and Paz Vizsla are like fighting for these children. I do love this ba- this fake out baby. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, it Who's standing there? Well, because I think a lot of people got tripped up on the fact that they were like, he never finished the creed or the creed. Oh. And so I think people were like, oh, they're trying to say that Din was never. And I was like, I think it's just a different child. And then, and then Din flew in and I was like, oh, yeah, he's yeah, literally just a different child. Him. <laughs> if, if you weren't convinced before when a white child was standing in front of you, maybe it'll help if Din Jaren flies in. Um, he but, just pulls up like, like yeah i have a picture in, of it. he kills the monster and then he pulls up like i'm going to 7-eleven anybody want anything yeah grogu's waving <laughs> <laughs> they're like what up it's us i'm gonna hang in mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. good i'm good we just flew in and saved the day and here's the thing about this episode that pisses me the fuck off sorry to swear but it made me so mad when he goes down to talk to the lady armor and she does not give two shits that they would be dead had he not come and saved them. And she's like, what are you doing here? You're not a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am beginning to hate this cult leader <laughs> so much. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I, I feel like there's a, a reckoning that's like on the horizon about Mandalore because the problem with it um, as problems are in so many societies is that the the lack of unification and the lack of empathy for different ways of life has broken them apart Mm -hmm. in the past you know like 
like uh uh not to like be this guy but like you know there there was a time when a, a Kreez who wasn't Bo-Katan was like we should all just be peaceful and uh and nobody agreed with that and nobody had a good way to go about that and so Maul came in and was like well I'm just gonna haul up and ruin everything for everyone um and Mandalorian society has been broken apart that way multiple times it's their greatest weakness is that they can't accept one another and mm -hmm. they can't accept new ideas and they can't respect other ideas you know and uh and I think that like what I would love to see is may maybe not like oh we're all one religion or we're all one this but like accepting the fact that like this this being this way doesn't make you less Mandalorian or like, you know, yeah. So I don't know. Diversity on Mandalore. <laughs> Mandalore? Diversify yourselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like, the thing is like, whenever Bogdan does make good points, you have to like stop and think about it. And it's like, well, you were kind of part of a cult and yeah, you also are like truly like, fucking mean about Boba Fett for no fucking reason. Like, you're so mean Boba Fett. so mean! Oh my god. I, I just, well, like, I feel another thing that I feel about Bo-Katan, especially the way she is in this episode, and we can talk about it later, um, is that we're seeing Bo at, like, her lowest of lows. Like, she's been through bad stuff before. She's seen her people fall apart before, but right now, she's got nobody um mm -hmm. and and she's like all alone uh in her little castle and it's very sad and like i i you know there's there's no way that's not a setup for her to come back like super badass and awesome but like yeah bo bo is at rock bottom right now um she's doing everything but drinking we'll, we'll get to it but um yeah. when she's just sitting on that throne at the end of this episode it is the funniest thing i was like same just, that's me working every day on my couch just like lounging out writing um, it's like, i hope she at least has good wi-fi there because it looks kind of boring it she's just sitting she doesn't even have a book yeah as i said these two roll up mm -hmm. uh, and it is again because din wants like uh, it is so sad watching how much he wants to be a part of the children of the watch and how much they just don't care and like don't care to even listen to reason like the reason he took off his helmet and he and he has not taken it off even though they've told him you're not a mandalorian you took off your helmet mm. he has since that point as far as we know since uh grogu left with luke he has not taken that helmet off so mm. it's like he instantly went back into his old ways he did it as like a last ditch resort and they their ways is just are basically like if you do it then you're not one of us and they don't want to see a reason for that and it's kind of it's sad watching him just basically be like, "No, I can do it. I'm gonna go to Mandalore and I'm gonna I'm gonna bathe in the mines, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm be a Mandalorian coming. again." And I'm like, "Buddy, oh, just that." Like, and you. everyone's everyone's kind of hinting at him, just like, "Let it go." Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's but so sad. That's why, uh, again, these two roll up, mm -hmm. um, and. He's talking to Armor, who, like, again, he saved her life, and she does not care. She's like, leave me alone. And makes me angry. But he's like, you said this is the only way I can do this. And she was like, yeah. he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And she was like, you can't. They're gone. And he's like, I'll figure it out. Um, and so he's off on a mission. Mm -hmm. And 
his little mission takes him. They're in they're in space. Um and they're in their little their new little ship, which is crazy. I wondered how uh Grogu was going to like I wondered how the ship functions. Mm-hmm. Because first of all, the Razor Crest used to have like or bed mm-hmm. a bathroom <laughs> places for them to go. Mm-hmm. And this ship is basically like well, I mean, I could pull up my incredible cross sections and like go through it right now. But it basically that droid pod, there's bit, like a door or an opening um, because the droid yeah. is supposed to go in there. And if yeah. the pilot needs to work on the droid or fix the droid in any way while they're like in space or piloting or whatever, they can just like turn around and work on that. So it's basically it's sort of hollowed out just a little bit for Grogu. So he can go up there, but he can also like crawl through that little opening and get yeah. in front. Which was, that was fun to see because I wondered, I was like, how is the, how is this going to work? Um, mm-hmm. And then that was cute when he like crawled down and he was like, because um, I know they have names. I call them the space squids. Everyone, every time I say something that I know the name of the thing, I'm not calling it that. I'm calling it like okay, the space okay. alligator, space alligator. Space I know he got a name. Yeah. These are the Dude, I I will tell you, like, we're going to talk more about this in the premiere episode, but like, this was one of those shots where I was really thankful to be in a theater full of Star Wars fans because as soon as everyone, everyone yeah, as soon as everyone <laughs> knew like what these things were, as soon as it like clicked, you could like hear it in the audience where everyone went, oh. <gasps> holy crap it's the pyro and like i just know dave filoni was down in the audience like yeah he's like all my nerds they're all raven everyone everyone freaked out like and it was funny because you could hear everyone kind of like half of the audience was freaking out and the other half of the audience that hasn't watched rebels was like what's going on what's the big deal like we're they're just giant giant squids like why are you so happy? They're important. Well, the thing is, listen. No, no offense to those the people who didn't freak out when they saw them, but even if you didn't watch Rebels, assume if something like that happens, assume it's something from Rebels. If you don't know, like <laughs> it was so obviously something that like you got, you got to just assume at that point, like oh, this must be something from one of the animated shows, and carry on. Just scream yeah. with them. Enjoy the experience. Yeah. And and um, for those who aren't acquainted, these are the Pergils. Uh, they are basically space whales. And mm-hmm. they are animals that can naturally travel through hyperspace. So in Rebels, there's like a moment where, you know, the crew can't, can't power its ship through hyperspace. And they use, um, they get help from the Pergils because Ezra can talk to animals um to get through hyperspace so they're basically like the whale thing in doctor who that the whole town is on top of (laughs) that like came to came to the town to save them Mm -hmm. and they trapped it because they're like that's the only way we can survive and then the doctor was like no it came to save you and you're hurting it and then they let it free and it stays with them and takes them around that's what he was gonna do anyway (laughs) um i love space whales (laughs) Just the genre of a space, space whales and space tardigrades are like my favorite <laughs> things that have ever happened in in space fantasy and sci-fi. So they're great. 
they're big and they're fun and they're like, here I am. They're wonderful. I'm in space. They're friendly. They don't like get in the middle of your hyperspace traffic. So it's nice. Yeah. They don't bother you because clearly Grogu is like, what the fuck? And yeah. Din is like this this is one of those rare moments where we see Din like sleeping, like he's totally chill and not on edge. It's so weird. And Grogu's like, yes. <laughs> do you see do you see the space whale? Because I see the space whale. Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. And he does not care. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care at all. So they are going. What's crazy is Din just like has a plan instantly, and I'm like, I'm proud of you, buddy. You've grown. Mm-hmm. You you aren't just walking around the game <laughs> trying to figure this shit out. He like, I got a plan. I got this droid. Mm-hmm. Um, the droid in question is he wants IG eleven. You know, the dead guy. Yep. <laughs> The type droid. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see someone online, and I fully disagree with them. I don't remember who this person is. I'm not searching for them. That said, I don't understand like why they had to bring back the Taika droid. Like it doesn't make any sense. It does make sense. Din Djarin hates droids. Yeah, he's established. He does not trust them. He doesn't like them. The only droid he's ever trusted was IG11 because IG11 sacrificed himself to protect Grogu mm-hmm. and saved Din. So. It makes sense. Yep. That was my soapbox. Um, <laughs> they go to see Grief Karga, aka Carl Weathers, which, what a great line about Cara Dune, which is basically like, yeah, she's gone, bye. <laughs> it's like, what about Marshall Dune? Eh. Like, she's just gone. She left. She left. She recruited. Fine. It's great. But, like, I flipping love this outfit. I, here we go. Yeah. This is a good Grief Karga is. Right. Um, this outfit, the little droids that he uh, he has, mm-hmm. I freaking I love it so much. Producer Ashley just said the droids carrying his cape. When he turned around, and the droids were like carrying the back of the cape. I was like, this is the greatest day of my life. It's so <laughs> fantastic! It's the cutest little thing, and I'm just like, I when I walk down the aisle, like that's what I want. I don't want no children carrying my mm-hmm. veil. I want droids carrying my veil just like that. Um, but his magistrate outfit is just perfect, and I love it so much. Uh, but it's it's great. Like it's a it's a great little upgrade. He is now the what the the grand magistrate, um, and he's got this like bopping new outfit. We love seeing Carl Weathers, and his society is thriving. Like Navarro. The last time we left it, it was just rebuilding. Like they just got new schools, and uh, and they were becoming like a proper society. And now it's this like beautiful, like like little city um, mm-hmm. that he's running. Like it's a a little cargo port, and everyone's happy, and everyone's playing music, and yeah, it, everything seems fine. I loved that. I loved Navarro. I was like, okay, go off. I like the like. Din goes to Navarro. He's like, "What's going on with this town? Why is it all cool?" But then, like him and Grief Karga are boys. Like the two of them mm-hmm. went from like kind of a boss coworker, not coworker, boss like subordinate relationship mm-hmm. to like, "Hello, this is my best friend. I will do anything he asks of me because I love him." Yeah, um, it's so great. 
Like it's they've really been, cute. they faced death together though. So like multiple times. Yeah. So like I too would just approach like someone that I faced death with. Like, oh my God, it's yo, it's my friend. Like for sure, Grogu considers him Uncle Garga. Yeah. Like <laughs> that they're that kind of family now. They're all like, yes, Grogu grows up. He's like, hello, I'm at on Navarro. This is my uncle. Mm-hmm. And all of the school kids are like, didn't you come and eat cookies in here one time? He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it I was just hanging out um but I do love so they're go- they go and they have a conversation basically where Din's like I want IG-11 this is what I gotta do uh again grief cargo is like or you can just come work with me like you don't need to go <laughs> Lorian again like, yeah, yeah. Like, like you can just you chill have a really nice apartment raise your child in peace yeah not worry about your fault said child is spinning around in a chair trying to get them Reese's pieces <laughs> The fact that they have a full conversation of important things, and the entire time Grogu's just spinning, he's just like, "Yep." Wee. I mean, it's perfect. He's just like a normal kid would be. Like he, he's and I like I really enjoy Grogu in this episode because like he's a lot more vocal. Like mm-hmm. you can tell, like he's developed and time has passed, and he's kind of come out of his shell. And uh, and yeah, I'm really I I love that. I thought it was cute. It was cute without being like cheesy and corny which i i really enjoyed yeah mm-hmm. uh i loved him so much he just spun around the trail time and basically he's like hey because he meets grief in front of the ig statue and he's like mm-hmm. hey i need that um and he's like that's all that we have of him is just like his torso and an arm but sure i'll try and so they go try to fix it and ig11 um Wakes up and is like, oh, I'm waking up. Oh, I'm waking up. Oh, I'm evil. Like, and just like does this freaking horror movie spider crawl across the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, just it's, no, it's Grogu. full Terminator. He goes full Terminator where it's yeah. like no legs. One just like crawling across the yeah. floor. Must kill Adam. the asset, etc. Yeah. And then Din literally throws Grogu across the room. <laughs> <laughs> So he can kill it. And they're like, get him. And then a droid throws the bust of Grief Karga on IG. And that's how he stops. That they just shove the bust on him and then it falls. And they're like, okay. Yeah. We defeated IG 11. So then they're like, well, now we got to find someone who's going to fix a droid. Because Din realizes after that, maybe he was not qualified to mm-hmm. fix the droid. Like maybe this is too big of a job. Um, <laughs> and so then Creep Garga says, Great, uh, we have the greatest droid smiths have all come to uh Navarro. The <laughs> droid smiths in question are the Anzelin, who you may know as Babu Frick. His yeah. dad species. The species of Babu Frick, they're all there. There they are. <laughs> I love that so much. I just love it. And I love this scene. Look, okay, I love everything about the way this episode, like the set design in this episode, because I, I I admire the volume. I really think it's such a cool piece of technology, but we broke away a lot from it in this episode. Mm-hmm. And you can tell with like the set of Navarro, it's like a full-blown set. Um, this particular scene where like, you know, Mando's like huddled up in like this little like doggy door like corner yeah the um, funniest um, thing i've ever seen it's uh so funny is, i think it is so funny um watching him sitting 
at this table because it's like so to set this scene it's like i keep saying babu frick but the anzellan is talking and they're just like yeah like babu frick does like you don't you yeah okay and you're like what what did i just agree to and din is doing that he's like do you speak he's like what language is this and then grief karga is bending down being like he said this this and this and din's just like (laughs) what the fuck and so the whole time you're like well how is din in there like how what is going on is he like at the other window whatever no he's literally sitting he somehow climbed into this workshop he just got in there it's so it's adorable it's really cute and like you know, this is uh, these little guys. You can like kind of make out what they're saying anyway. So it's it's really funny to like hear like this three part conversation of like them saying stuff. And by the end, Mando's like, I get it. I know. Yeah, the, that was that's my favorite part of that whole scene is when by the end of it, grief is still translating, and Din is like, yeah, now I under I, I'm aware. I'm now I understand what they're saying to me, and you're still translating it like I don't understand. Uh, you know, Grogu loves a small thing. Um, yes. and- oh, he like tries to cuddle. It. Oh, he's like, I just want to hold you. I said, this I is like me home. and my cat. I know, right? My cat. My cat. You know, I try to love on my cat. And Din pushes him away, and then if you look. Like, Din pushes him away because, you know, Grogu is trying to <laughs> strangle um, <laughs> this creature. Not intentionally. He's like, I love you. I want to hold you. So Din pushes him away, to which he's like, <laughs> no. come back. Come mm-hmm. back. I love you. Come back. <laughs> and- it's just such fun. And there's like such... <laughs> such fun like combinations of puppetry in this scene like I just I love it like this and this whole episode too is just like a wonderful like ode to creature design because we've got this scene mm-hmm. and then like almost promptly after right we run into yeah the pirates, the pirates. so the, the all the pirates um are like trying to get into the school they're like this is a bar and everyone's like no it's not and they're like well you're gonna give us something to drink and they're like, it's a school. And then Grief Cargo walks up and goes, it's a school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I love it so much. It's so dumb. They're just like, oh, it's a school. I'm not going, like, you can't drink in there. Children are learning. Um, <laughs> Children are learning. But the like main guy used to be, I guess, one of Grief Cargo's bounty hunters because he's like being a a dick to grieve cargo about it he's like oh you had no problem doing this this and this so like him and grief cargo do they duel each other essentially like the wow wow kind of duels with their masters <laughs> um and grief shoots this pirate in the hand disarming him and then all his little lackeys um when grief was like okay get your gun like let's work come on i will like get you a drink they're all about to shoot. And so that, mean Din, that means Din was like, bah, 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 and mm-hmm. like went to town killing all these guys, killed everyone but the one pirate. And Din mm-hmm. even said, you're going to let him go. And he said to, um, and Grief Cargo said to him, he'll go and tell everyone like Navarro is a respectable place. Now like, don't mess with it. Mm-hmm. Well, that backfires later in the episode. 
Yeah, that did not, uh, not, it didn't play out very well. <laughs> the whole idea is that Din knows he needs a droid part now. They, they told him he basically needs an IG-11, like, memory card. Um, <laughs> because, or just an IG memory card, because IG-11's got, like, fucked up when mm. the blast happened. Um, and so... Din and Grogu were like, okie dokie. Um, so the pirate, Din's like, basically like, yeah, no, what are you doing? Like, he shouldn't leave. And Grief Karga says, no, he'll tell everyone this is a respectable place. Almost immediately after, <laughs> Din and Grogu are driving in space. They're on their next little part of their mission that Din has, has planned out. And the pirates show up. Like mm-hmm. within minutes of this, but it's um it's really cute because right before it, Din is teaching Grogu all how to fly a plane, mm. a plane, a plane. What am I, a noob? Uh, fly cute. a ship. Uh, he's like, yeah, that's part of our Mandalorian way. Like we know how to fly ships. We know how to do this. Da 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 da. Like here's what you do. Mm. You you can look at maps. Um and. <laughs> Raku, and he goes, yeah, this shows, like, what's in proximity, and then it immediately just starts going off, um, and all the pirates are there, and they're basically like, you disrespected us, we're gonna fight <laughs> you, um, and Din gets out of it within two seconds, he kills more of them, um, and then the one pirate who they let go leads him to, like, the main, the main pirate guy, um, and he's, like, he has them on his tracker, like, their tracking beam, and he's basically like, you need to do this because of this, this, and this. Um, and Din just drives really, really fast and gets away from it. <laughs> like he just goes, okay, I'm going to go really fast and just leave. I don't, I don't want to deal with this. And he doesn't. And I respect that. That Din Djarin said, I don't want to deal with this. And so I'm not going to deal with this. And went, wee. The whole thing is taking him to uh, a Mandalorian castle. I will say that one of the ways that um, I actually appreciate the way the exposition exposition is being like interpreted, I guess, is that Din is telling Grogu these things to teach mm-hmm. him. Like we don't have to, like we learn what this planet is called because Din tells him and we learn, we're learning little things about how to be a Mandalorian, but they splice in this information so that like we don't have to worry about like words on screen or anything like that. So yeah, it's it's nice. It's like it's just like here's his, here's your little lesson, mm-hmm. and you are Grogo. Din's teaching you. <laughs> um, but they go to the castle and depressed Bo-Katan. <laughs> oh, oh, just sitting on his chair doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. So this makes a lot more sense than it did when I didn't know the timeline um, that it's been like two years since Mm -hmm. season two. So she's been hanging out. She's been hanging out. Everyone left her because they were like, you don't have a dark saber. And like, she is seen as a failure. So it makes sense why she is so alone. At first I was like, that was a really quick turnaround. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) Kroko was was not gone that long. But at the same time, Mandalorians are so intense that it's like, if it had happened also, in five yeah. minutes, I would be like, yeah, that's believable. It's the Mandalorians. <laughs> that, that, that check out. She's sitting on the throne. Din comes to her. and He's like, yo, I need to go to the mines. I need to bathe in the waters and redeem myself from my transgressions. 
in. That's when she's like, my guy, you're in a cult. <laughs> you're fine. You, you don't need to do that. And he's like, mm-hmm. I do, though. And she's like, but you don't. Leave me alone. I want to be left alone. I'm sad. Um, he's like, but I want to do it. And she's just like, I don't care what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. The episode ends with those two shit chatting. It's is- interesting. It's I mean, yeah, like I said, this is uh, a Bo-Katan who is at, like, her lowest of low. Like, she's messed up before, and, like, she's had problems here and there before. Some sad stuff has happened to her. She's watched her entire family die. But this is, this is where it stops, you know? Like, this is, this is where... Things are just like a little too intense because she's all alone. She has nobody in that castle with her except for that droid. It's very sad. Um, I do. I love it, but I, I did feel very bad. <laughs> she's just mm-hmm. like, this is my life. I'm sitting in this castle. Yep. Very sad. Um, and that is the premiere episode of The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Can't wait for the rest of this season. It's going to be really cool. Um, yeah. I I think that there have been some really neat conscious changes um, made in this season, and I think that uh, you know we're 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 getting set up for a really cool adventure. Yeah. Um. I'm very excited to see where it goes. We know we're getting a season four. So mm-hmm. at least we know we're always gonna have more of our Mandalorian. Yes. Um and yeah. And so with that, guys, you know what time it is. Stash, 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 the stash, 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 the stash, stash, the stash, the stash on everybody's lips is gonna be Petros. Hey. Welcome to Stash of the Week. Um, oh we goodness. pick our favorite pictures of Pedro Pascal from this week. Wow, wow, wow. Didn't pick any from this episode for obvious reasons. Um, he was in a helmet. Uh, but, Katrina, yeah. uh, do you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, my stash of the week is from last week. Uh, the Graham Norton show in London. Uh, this is just a great stash. Very relatable facial expression. Let me see if I can do it. <laughs> oh, wait. It's more like his mustache is like throwing me off because it goes down. Yeah. But his, his lips go up. So I'm like, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't get it. I don't have a mustache. So it's, wait, wait, I don't have any. You know, directionally, I'm challenged here. So, uh, you know, yeah. This is my mustache. It's good. Wait, this is better. Yeah, yeah. I picked this lovely junket look uh, from uh, the interview we did with our dear friend Ash Bassan, um, I who I'm obsessed with everything she does with this man. Yay! She, as she said, she fears she may have died them too close to the sun. <laughs> um, oh goodness! It's a good look. It's casual. It's fun. Yeah, I like it's it. Nice. Um, like a lot. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. And guys, that's our recap for the first episode of the Mandalorian. Oh Genuinely look at us. Holy cow. Killing it. We are. Um, Katrina, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me anywhere on the internet if you look for Oh Katrina. 
That's O-H-C-A-T-R-I-N-A. Uh, and you can find me on the next episode of Padro Pascal when we talk about the premiere. In like 10 minutes. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me at Rachel Leishman on Twitter, at Rachel underscore Leishman on Instagram. You can find my work on websites. Uh, make sure to like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and follow us on Padro Pascal on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Um, and until next time, bye-bye. Bye.